Welcome to the Gem Revealed podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? Welcome, my friends. Welcome to the Gem Revealed Weekly Podcast, where we decide to do self-mastery to soulmate. And every week, I am so incredibly privileged to go out into the world and find people who are brilliant and wise and can bring you, our listeners, some incredible, valuable information that can transform your life and your relationships. And I think we outdid ourselves this week. I have met a friend, Mr. Rick Klug, Krug, Krug, who- it's actually Krug. Krug. Is, what, what nationality is that? Let's find out what that yeah. is. Yeah, so I am I am Scottish by birth, but um, my adopted parents, parents who adopted me, it's Krug, it's German. It actually came from von Kruger. Ah, all right. So I'm learning even more as we talk. Right. So before I give you the baton, I want to brag on you a little bit. This gentleman certainly has some accolade that you're not really going to hear from him. Uh, the word humble is probably the first thing that really is the banner over his head. He's a high level executive coach and he speaks with people who are pretty significant in our world. Um, you know, I guess significant can be described in many different ways, but these would be people who have been quite successful in their lives. Uh, C-suite executives, we're talking celebrities, which he's never gonna mention those names, but um, obviously Rick is somebody who has, uh, been able to really unlock the human mind and human behavior and make incredible transformations. And he's going to talk to us today about the history of your future. And let's find out what that means. I'm completely intrigued by it. I think he really gives us some insight into where we trip, stumble, fall, and why we do it and why we might even do it repetitively and how we're going to break that cycle. But Rick, I just can't tell you how privileged I feel that you would take your time out and meet here with our Germanville listeners and really just share your wisdom. So thanks for being here. Thank you very much for having me here. I appreciate the opportunity to help anybody. And this is going to be a great time. I, I can't wait to see what happens here. Me either. Me either. So before we dive into the richness of the content, tell us a little bit more. You know, I know that really you, you really are probably one of the most humble people I, I'm going to come across. But within that, can you just share some of uh, some of your career journey? Because that really speaks for itself. Yeah, you know, humility is either, you know, we're either humble or we're humbled right? We're either uh, share a, a, a common experience with other humans, or we get uh, humiliated. Um, so I appreciate you saying I'm humble. And you know, and I can't wait for you to send me that badge so I can wear that it says I'm very humble. Actually, uh, actually, here's the deal. I have a why my core why is people matter. And because people matter, 
relationships matter. And because relationships matter, the future matters. And, and the truth is, uh, someday I wanna write the book. I don't know if I can even, I don't even know if I can call it this, but the, the, the basic, the book is everyone's full of crap because everyone is, everyone's broken, everyone's been broken, everyone's been hurt, everyone's experienced failure. And if you, even the highly successful have experienced failure. The difference is uh, between those who get up and move on and those who stay in that failure is the acceptance of it. And uh, the history of your future and the development of this concept came from three basic core laws if you want to call them, I call them laws of empowerment or principles, because you know, a law is only is really one thing. It's a principle that when honored, intends to make life better. So, you know, the speed limit is a law that says don't go over 55 miles an hour or 50, where, whatever it is, it's intended to keep people safe. There's an intent behind it. There are all kinds of laws and principles, but I discovered these three, I put them together and uh, the history of your future really is all about why we make mistakes in life and how to make 90% less in the future. 90%. So any of us could look back, anybody, I don't care if you're 10 years old, 50 years old, 80 years old, you can look back and count a number of mistakes that have been made, critical errors in judgment, directional mistakes. It could have been career, it could have been relational, anything. How do you then stop that repetitive nature of doing that? So that's the part that's broken in us. And that's the part that we hardly ever learn. Now we say we learn by mistakes, but what we usually learn by mistakes is how bad it hurts. Sometimes we just don't learn by mistakes. And there's one critical reason. We have not seen our future. And we haven't seen our future because we haven't been taught how to see, create, and become something different than we are. Hmm, so that's the basic principles in the history of your future. Yeah, so I'm excited already. My intrigue is already, you know, thinking, figuring it out. Where is this going? I'm excited to hear more. And I'm trying to figure out, is it about pain and pleasure? Is it mindset? Is it about visualizing and designing your dreams? All of which, you know, is really something that I'm so passionate about. So hearing you package this is going to be, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So why don't you take us down that journey? Where does this begin? And, uh, you know, certainly for everyone out there who's listening, this can be for the, the female, the male, the, the executives, uh, the housewife, the mom, the teacher. So I'm excited. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about action. I, I do subscribe to the philosophy that our actions create our attitudes more than our attitudes create our actions. Attitude really is a mindset, but, and I understand there are mindset gurus out there. And certainly if the mindset is poor, broken, um, deflated, whatever, that can change things. I'm much more about action, a very practical action of the doing part, because the doing does change things. So Janine, the difference between you and the guy that lives under the overpass. Let's think that for a second. You get up in the morning, generally he gets up in the morning. You take care of bodily functions and personal needs, he takes care of bodily function and personal needs too. You go out and find food, he goes out and find food. But that's really where your entire day stops being similar at all. The difference is after you do all of those things, you do something physically different 
that's productive. It might be money-making. It might be relationship building. Whatever it is, you do things that are different because the guy under the overpass goes back to the overpass, lays down, and set, and settles into the entire day that way. Well, what's the difference between you and someone who is 10 times more productive and successful than you? It's the same principle. You both are getting up in the morning, taking care of those things. And then this person that is much more successful than you or much more um, involved, much more uh, successful, even it could be in relationships, it could be in career, it could be anything. What is the difference? Well, it's what you do. They're you doing know, something different than what you're doing. I'm interested. I'm really interested because as you're even beginning, my mind uh, you know, no pun intended here, is really thinking, wait, no, it's mindset. Isn't it all mindset? And what you're saying is, no, it's action. So I, I'm intrigued. I can't wait to keep listening because okay. I want to be the person 10, 10 miles down the road. Sure you do. Yeah. So here's the first principle. I'm going to give this first principle. This is uh, the one that makes that that is, I call it the, let's remove the victim mentality. The first one is this, given all that you have done, you are exactly where you should be right now. Or put another way, you've done everything it takes to get where you are right now. Those sound like two different principles to me though. But they're not. Okay, so. Everything, given all that you've done, you're exactly where you should be because you've done everything it takes to get where you are. So you're sitting in a chair. I think it looks like you're sitting in a chair somewhere in a room. You've got a door behind you. You've got a mirror. Wherever you are. You forgot Tom Brady. He's there. You got Tom Brady there. Yes. Great basketball player. Um, You've got, um, yeah, sorry. Uh, Whatever you're doing, wherever you are, you decided to put yourself there. But you know what? Yesterday, you did everything it took to sit where you are right now. In fact, your entire life, you've been doing everything it takes. The way you're dressed, the way you look, your finances, your health, your weight, your relationships, all of those, whoever you are right now in this kairos of time this moment of time you've done everything it takes to get here agreed which means you could do anything else to get someplace else the idea of being stuck usually is that we feel like we're in a tube a long tube that has boundaries around it it has a beginning and it has an end but it has this long tube and we can't get out of it there's the lie in fact there is no tube. You could decide right now, literally, to shave your head, put on jeans and a t-shirt and go live under an overpass. You could do that right this second. Or you could decide to do something different than you've been doing. That's the first principle. The upside of that principle is this. There are very few true victims in this world. I understand. I'm not making light of anything that's ever happened to anybody in the past that's been damaging or hurtful or even radically traumatic. I'm not making light of that. I understand. But that is not as common as most of us want to believe. In fact, most of us have not been overly traumatized. And for those of you who have, my prayers are with you, obviously. And if there's anything I could do personally to help you through that, but you still have choices. So if I bottom line that for you, it's, it's, there is a, this, in this life, we will have trouble. I'm going to just say from a biblical perspective, we will be given trouble in this life. You will be handled trials and tribulations in some yeah. cases, significant trials and tribulations, but in then 
It's what you do with the experience. It really is. You either grow bitter or grow better. Yeah. That's that's yeah. what I'm hearing you say. Is now, bitter or better? That sounds so trite. I mean, you know, you, especially when you hear somebody like a man or woman who's just gone through a divorce or the death of a child or uh, the uh, the news that they just have been given, you know, uh, six months to live, whatever it is. I understand those kind of things sound so trite, but the truth is they're, they're still true. What I do with what I'm doing is the only thing that's gonna make the difference. What I do with what I have, it's hard, what I do with my relationship, sorry? It's hard, but true. It's hard, but true, absolutely true. So let me give you the second principle then, because the first principle says this, you are, you, you own this, that's the first one. And I have to tell you with all the people I've worked with, owning the present reality is the hardest hurdle they ever go through. Because we always wanna find a reason why something should have been different. If it wasn't for my husband, my ex-wife, my ex-husband, my kids, my this, my that, the guy that cut me off on the freeway, whatever. If it wasn't for that, I would be this. And the answer is no, you're this because you've responded all those ways. So let's take that out of the way. You've done everything it takes to get where you are right now. The second one is this. The main difference between those who do it and those who don't do it is those who do it, do it. Let me say that one more time. The main difference between those who do it and those who don't do it is those who do it, do it. Almost anyone could have invented a faster way to build automobiles, but Henry Ford did. Almost anyone could have sold computers out of their dorm room, but Michael Dell did, and at $62.7 billion of personal worth later, he's doing okay. Almost anyone could have changed the way food was delivered to the American public, but a guy named Ray Kroc did and invented McDonald's. Now forget whatever it sells, whatever your feeling is about that kind of stuff. The assembly line idea of selling food revolutionized and made him a billionaire. Almost anyone can get straight A's in school. Almost anyone can achieve almost anything. So here's the principle. Almost anyone can do almost anything, but almost everyone disagrees with the idea that almost anyone can do almost anything. So almost everybody does very little. That was French, but I think I got it. <laughs> I think I got here's, it. Here's what you get. We mass produce mediocrity and we accept it. We mass produce subletting our own future and we accept it. Really, number one really bleeds into number two. That's exactly right. right. So we're, we're just victims. So therefore, it's the blame game. And my victim mentality is going to be the ceiling over my head at some level. You know, mm -hmm. we somebody might not claim it as a victim mentality, but just for the sake of an object lesson, that's really what it is. Your victim yeah. mentality, your limiting beliefs are the ceiling over your head. Yeah. Allowing you to stay wherever you're at. Exactly. You know, let me talk about for a second about limiting belief things. We've all thought, we've heard hundreds of authors and scholars, if you want to call them that, and, and gurus talk about this idea of limiting beliefs. But here's where it breaks down into what kind. One of them I call the broken mirrors. Now, this is how it works. If I showed you a mirror right now in my hand, a mirror does only one thing. It reflects what is. It doesn't put judgments, it doesn't change things. It's a reflection of what actually exists. So if you look at it, you see your face, but you also see like if the mirror was 
the one that I'm looking at on the screen right now for you, you would see your face, you'd see a, a white uh, dress and you would, uh, you would see a door behind you, you'd see a mirror, you'd see Tom Brady, you'd see, this is, and all it is is just what it is. Now that door is white. The, the mirror is probably made of glass or plastic. The curtain rod is made of some sort of metal or plastic. The, the curtain itself is cloth or plastic, whatever it is. Tom Brady, of course, is not plastic, but he's su superhuman, right? So whatever it is, it just tells you what exists. It doesn't change things. But what happens if I take a mirror and I crack it, and then you look at it? So your, your face is all split in half, your hair is messed up, your eyes are uneven now, and, and you look, and you know, the truth is you look ugly because it's cracked. So here's cracked mirrors. Cracked mirrors are people that tell you things about you that's not true, but you believe them anyway. You think of them as a mirror, you're no good. You're just a girl, you're just a guy, you're just a gay person, you're just a black person, you're just a, a short person, you're just a tall, you're just a, you're a just a, this is all you are, you're just a housewife, you're just a server, you're, you know, and, it's, and, and all these things that diminish us and we look at it and it's a cracked mirror, right? It's not really reality, but we look at it and we say, well, that must be true. And so we tell ourselves that what they told us about us is true and it's not correct it's a false it's a lie and we believe a lie and so that's one way of getting i'm sorry yeah whatever you whatever you tell yourself is true yeah and if you believe what someone else says about you here's the second one it's very insidious when you change and when you grow anyone you change all your relationships now here's how it works if I were to hand you right now $100 million tax-free, it's in the bank, it's yours, That's it's all yours, you can do anything with it, it's just yours, would that change your life? And a lot of people say, well, no, it wouldn't, but yes, it would. So we go out to dinner, who's going to pay? You get in your car, and if your car has a flat tire, what do you do? Well, buy a new car, or just, no, instead of buying a, buy a car, have somebody else drive you. Leave that one with the flat tire and go buy the Maserati. <laughs> exactly, right? And so it does change things. When you grow, it changes relationships because it's like this. If you and I, we have this relationship, we go out every Friday night, we get drunk and, and we just, you know, we wake up Saturday and there's massive headaches. And so Saturday's a waste, Friday night's a waste, but we've had this thing going on because we're buds, we're friends, whatever it is. And I say to you, you know what, Gina, I've decided... I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to go out Friday nights anymore and get drunk. I really want to be much more productive. And you say, well, what are you better than me? No, 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 no. I still want to be your friend, but I still don't want to do that anymore because I'm growing. And so it strains the relationship. It always strains relationships when we grow. It changes relationships when we grow. For instance, most of us on this, uh, uh, this uh, podcast right now, we don't have the same friend we had in first grade because we changed. We don't have the same friends sometimes that we had 10 years ago because, because we changed. It's insidious, but what happens is as we grow, our relationships begin pressuring us back down to where we were because that's what the relationship was built on. So is there something in it, and I wanna make sure I don't miss it or any of our listeners, is that if you're feeling stuck, you should take that a 360 view around you and yes. look around at the people around you and see if that if they are 
part of your um, thrust forward or your uh, ceiling over your head. Exactly. Yes. You know, and somebody has said before, I think it was Zig Ziglar who said the first one to say, we're the sum of the, of the five closest people around us. So true. Absolutely true. It might be the closest 10. Who knows? But look around ourselves. Look at, at what we have accepted in our relationships. And that's why it's hard because we don't want to break relationships. Right. We, I, I want to still be your bud, Janine. Come on. Can't we still be friends? Yeah, but we have different tastes, different desires, different hopes, different directions. And the truth is we may have to change relationships. So that's, that's where this principle of the main difference between those who do it and those who don't do it is those who do it, do it, is it really is a doing thing. Change instantly is the only change that actually ever occurs. There is no such thing as slow change. You either change instantly or you never change. That's how it works for everyone. So you say, well, it takes time to lose weight. It might take time to lose weight, but the decision to change your eating and exercise habits is instant. It doesn't, you don't evolve into it. You either do it or you don't. So what you're saying is you might see the benefit down the road the benefit is down the road. Sure. But the moment that your mind makes the shift and you take the step, that is when the change occurred. That's when the change occurs. That that's, that's the exactly change right. occurred there. So it, it's sobriety is a long journey, right? It's a long journey, yes. but it's the moment you decide and you decide not to take a step. That's the change. The that's change it. is always in the mindset and taking the action or lack thereof. That becomes, light back on, sorry. Yeah. that becomes where the, the change is, is apparent. That's right. That's a, that, so every change happens instantly and it happens now, or it doesn't happen at all. We can talk all we want, but that's just it. This is why it's a doing thing. We can talk about feeling good about it all we want. We can talk about anything, but you either are doing it or you're not doing it. Got right. It. So here's the third principle. The first one was you've done everything it takes to get exactly where you are right now. Take the responsibility. Is, yes. <laughs> Take responsibility. Second one is um, the main difference between those who do it and those who don't do it is those who do it, do it. Whatever it is, you're either doing it or you're not doing it. And it's that stark. I'm either training to be a better athlete or I'm not. I'm either eating to be healthier or I'm not. I'm either spending time in relationships, loving people, forgiving people, or I'm not. I remember Tom doing an interview one time and he said, listen, you either won or lost. There's no in between. Stop whining and complaining. You right. either won or you didn't stop right, right there. That's right. And it's easy and it's easy in sports uh, events because there's a start and stop time. It's a little harder in life because we don't see it as start and stop. We see it as this long amorphic kind of weird uh, you know, amoeba, but it's not, we really do have trajectories. So here's the third principle. Well, well just if you stay there one yeah. minute, this is, a, this is critical in, in what I do, right? So designing your, your life, designing your dream is how do you know you won by the end of the day, right? Because if this is what you're saying is true and we need to take somewhat of this emotional scorecard, well, then if you don't have your why and you're not taking your action steps every day to reach your why, at the end of the day, if you look back and if your yeses were leading you to your, your why, they might not have been down the road, you might not hit the goal line yet, but if your actions are taking you towards your why, 
then you're winning. Then you could check the box at the end of the day. But well, if all those other things didn't get you there and you were taking all these side roads and going into rabbit trails, you're, you're going to come up lost and you're, you're going to be on a road that you're going somewhere, but it ain't the road that you want. <laughs> Absolutely. And so this third principle is exactly why we take the rabbit trails. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm, I'm hyped up. Let's do it. Here's the third principle in our history of our future. You can't get there from here. You can only get here from there. So it looks like this. I have so a friend it's a parable. Huh? I'm sorry? There's always a parable in here. Kind of, yeah. I have a friend who used to make maps for MapQuest back when they, you know, MapQuest, you could, you know, type in your, your origination, then type in your destination. And, you know, the, like say origination was Los Angeles, California, and destination was New York City. And it drive this blue line right across the United States. And you know what? It actually was the shortest and fastest route to get there. And I said, you know, I, I was asking him, I said, yeah, I know computers are fast, but how do they, how does it work? And he says, this is interesting. When we first started making maps, we would put the origination in and then the destination and the map program would go down every dead end street, start over, find another one, start over, find another one until it finally found the end. But what we discovered is, you remember in elementary school, when you'd see the big acorn that had a maze in it and Sparky the squirrels up here and acorns are down here and it says, help Sparky find the acorns. The smart kids knew what to do. They started at the end and drew the lines back because there was only one right way. What if, we, what if we treat our lives that way? Instead of going from here, why don't we decide what there looks like first and then draw the lines backwards to here. Imagine two people wanting to be in a marriage together. What if they were designed to design what that marriage is going to look like first and then draw the lines backwards to where they are? What if business partners decided to do that? What if in, in um, your health, you decide, what do you want to look like? Well, I want to be 170 pounds. I want to be able to run a five minute mile. I want to do whatever it is. Okay, put that out there first, then draw the lines backwards to where you are. You're 220 pounds. You can run an 18 minute mile. So what does it look like out there? Without designing it first, all we end up doing is going down dead end roads and having to start over. I couldn't agree anymore. The history of your future is not just about designing your future, but it's designing it with vision. So a vision is three things. It's a highly detailed mental picture of a preferable future. It's highly detailed. It's not, I want to be better. You know, words like better, bigger, stronger, faster, more. Those are not vision words. Those are wishful thinking words. Vision words are... I want to make $225,627 a year. It's detailed, it's fine point detailed. So when that, meant, that highly detailed mental picture of a preferable future becomes a highly detailed written picture of a preferable future, now you have action items. And when those action items become actions, you're now creating your future instead of being pulled along through it without any idea of what it looks like. And here's the problem. The reason is this, 
If I were to show you in one one hundredth of a second, a split second, a picture of a cat, you would be able to recognize it and tell me that's a cat, an airplane, anything like that. And the reason is it's so embedded in your brain, you recognize it when you see it and you recognize it instantly. Now, barring brain damage or uh, some sickness, you will always remember it just like that, just that fast. Why is it we don't recognize our future when we get there? Because we've never seen it. We've never envisioned it. We've never allowed ourselves to create a vision, a highly detailed mental picture of a preferable future and then drawing the lines backwards from there. So if in, uh, if in five years from now, you want to double your income, if in five years from now, you want to be married or have a marriage that's, that's valuable to you and your spouse or have relationships or whatever it is, if you don't design it out there first, you will wander and maybe never get there because you have never seen it. You don't know if it's successful or not. You don't even know if you're on the right road right now. And that's what get us, gets us stuck is we simply don't know where we are. It's profound and true. Very true. And super simple. So Rick, what, I mean, what you just said is so life-changing and, and the beauty of uh, Gem Revealed and designing your dreams and self-mastery to soulmate, it's all the same. You and I are speaking the same exact toolbox. In your words, because sometimes you have to hear things multiple times. So what would be the one, two, three things that you would just share with our listeners that could something that they could do today? Some, Because we're all living this microwave <clears throat> society, instant gratification. Um, what can you say to do perhaps that could either give, you know, add some fuel to the fire, be a catalyst for them? What, what would you share with them to do? Yeah. Like two or three action steps. Yeah. The first thing is easy. And so instead of a 10-year plan, I don't believe in 10-year plans. And the reason I don't believe in 10-year plans is 10 years is too far out. The truth is the human brain works in 15-minute increments. We have a reality of an understanding of about 15 minutes at a time. Now we can we say, what, an hour from now to hour, but it's really in 15 minutes at a time. So we don't have this idea of 10-year realities. It just doesn't happen. So I would say this, let's back that off. Let's cut that into three years. Get a, literally do this, get a calendar, make a calendar if you'd rather of three years out. So it would be, what is the date today? The 20, the 12th, April 12th, right? 2021. So let's make a calendar that has right on at the very end date is April 12th, 2024. Okay. And you're going to do it by months. So it's going to be April, then backwards to March, then backwards to February, then backwards to January, uh, the whole thing. Each month, you're going to begin three years into the future and design what your future will look like in a highly detailed mental and written picture. I mean, this is going to be multiple pages. So I would ask the questions, where do you live? What does your house look like? What colors the bathroom? Not right now, in three years from now. What, what kind of car do you drive? Do you drive a car? Do you live near the ocean? Do you live close to inland? What do you do? And, and you know, create this dream, this highly detailed mental picture. And then what do you look like the day before you arrive there? What does it look like on February 22nd, or 21st, or 12th, I'm sorry, February 12th, 2024? 
What's it look like in January 12th, 2024? What's it look like in December 12th, 2023? All the way back to where you are right now. Yeah. That's, it is a super practical, super easy, arduous, mind-blowing exercise of realizing our biggest problem is we don't know where we are, so we don't know where we're going. I couldn't agree anymore. To take that exercise and tell you how important it is, uh, I might add one little thought to help people really bring this to fruition because it really is the first step, the first step. I would just break it down into categories so it makes it less complex in your brain. So breaking it down, what do you want your health to look like? Break it down to your career, break down your finance, break down your relationships, Break down your spiritual life. What do, do you got to really nail the, into categories and then create that story. Really yeah. create the story. The story gives birth to the, to the action steps. So yeah. really important, mind-blowing stuff. And the cool part, Rick, I have, um, I, I do it every year, even with my children. We do it every January. We go back in, we go back and uh, create our journals, our, our dream books. And I can go back 10 years and look at those books that we've created and watch the things come true. That's really cool. It's so, you really know, cool my, my main criticism is not a, it's a good word, but my main critique, I suppose, of dreaming boards, dream books, things like that, is they, number one, they're usually, usually, maybe yours is not, usually not highly detailed enough. They're kind of more wishful thinking a lot of times, you know, like picture the Maserati. Why? Why? Oh, this is, this is highly detailed. It breaks it down. But I'm saying I've seen most, many that are not, right? Right. And then the second thing is, where's the lines that draw back to where you are right now? So let me give you an example. Last one, I promise. No, I would, this is life changing. Okay. In high definition detail right now, in words only, tell me how to get to your car. For real? Yeah, for real. In high definition, high detail? Well, then yeah. you're, it would force me to bore everyone to death to really do no, no, that. Just, let's play along with me for just a second. I promise I won't let you go on forever, but go ahead. All right, I would, have to, I would have to swivel my chair. Yep, swivel around, good, yeah. Swivel it, I would have to walk towards the door. How many steps? Five, four, three, something? Well, about right. eight steps to, eight four steps, steps to, the, to the door. I'd yeah. have to turn the doorknob, open yeah. the door, and have to walk through the door. I'd have to then make a right turn and lift my feet to go up the steps. I'd actually have to walk up the steps. There's about 13 steps. I would have to make a right turn and keep walking about two steps. I would have to make another immediate right turn, about another 12 to 15 steps to get to the front door. I'd have to open the doorknob. I'd have to push the door with all my strength to open the door. I'd actually have to walk through the door and step down onto the porch. I'd have to walk two steps off the porch and step down onto the pathway. Onto the pathway, I'd have to make a left and take about 15 steps to the car. Okay, perfect. Scientifically, we know this to be true. The only way you could have done what you just did is in your mind, you pictured where your car was before you even told me you were gonna swivel in your chair. Now you didn't cognitively remember it that way but you knew it, it happened so quickly. I mean, it happens instantly, happens faster than we can perceive. You, you saw where it was before you even started. 
let me prove it to you in high definition detail. Tell me how to get to my car. You'd have to give me your home address. <laughs> well, really? Why? Why my home address? Do you know that it, my car is at my home? You'd have to give me the address of your vehicle. Exactly. The reason you can't do that is because you don't know where it is. That's a great analogy. So here's the statement. You can't take the first step until you know the last step. I love that's really, that was the price of admission right there. That because was the price of admission. We keep trying to take steps and we don't know where we're going. So the part two, and we really, we can't keep going further, but part two is, you know, what if you don't know how to get there? And there's something in my mind, you know, that I would say for when we're off camera is, what if you don't know what to do to get there? So that, we have to save that for part two. Is there, is there a part two in this? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Will you come back and share part two with us? Yes, I'd love to. Because that really is, you know, I'm, I'm not somebody who would ever sit into victim world. And yet I, you know, what is, what happens if you don't know what to do to bust through that ceiling and you're trying a bunch of stuff that's not working and yeah. role models and all that. So we got to get to this, the part two, who's with me out there? Who wants Rick back? And I think I just heard a lot of people say, yeah. So Rick, so we've got, um, we've got the action step for our listeners. They are going to uh, picture where they want to be and then start creating those action steps. My thought is to really try to categorize it first. Don't overwhelm yourself. Pick the, the priority category as well, but say, what's the one that you really want to work on? Because it is a lot of work. Uh, and then uh, how, people are, you know, they're going to be like, Rick's awesome. How do I get in touch with Rick? What, what do I do? I want to hear more of this guy. Is there social media? I mean, we all know you're a speaker, you're an author, you're doing a lot of cool stuff out in the world. How do people find you if they want to, you know, stalk you on social media? What, what's that about? Where do they go? Yeah, social media is easy. And the honest truth is I don't advertise on social media. All of my marketing and advertising is word of mouth, but I can give you this. Uh, it's Rick Krug, R-I-C-K-K-R-U-G uh, on um, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Clubhouse. Uh, that's where that is. The, um, the easiest way too is email. And so it's Rick at rickkrug.com, R-I-C-K at R-I-C-K-K-R-U-G.com. And if you, you do email me, I would ask you just put right there in the subject line, H-O-Y-F, history of your future, H-O-Y-F. That way I know it came from here and we can track this and we know, you know who's, who's following from this and we can uh, go further. Um, and I've got, I've got a ton of free stuff for people. I don't, you know, here's, the, here's my sales pitch usually with anybody. Here's what I'd like to offer. It's yours to let me know. Done. So, you know, and I don't sell off of, uh, you know, the first time at all. I'm all about just handing some free stuff out. And the free stuff is entails, you know, the history of your future ideas. I have the 15 minute miracle, which is an app uh, that literally changes people's perception of time completely. We can maybe do that next time. And that's free. It's a free app. And if you uh, request that, that and the video that goes along with it that shows you how to use it, um, it changes lots of people's uh, perception of time. Well, I, I love this. And we're gonna put a lot of it in, in the post itself promoting this. So um, don't worry, listeners, it's actually right in the posts. 
you'll already see it below. You'll see the, the free stuff he's offering and along with his email address. But Rick, thank you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate you. you. I'm going to have to figure out we're going to get you back as quick as we can because there's a lot of great, great information and amazing alignment with Gem Revealed as well. So it really makes me uh, feel just, you know, such love for you. So thank you again. And we hope you have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.